in high school, through religion, through the drug lifestyle, through everything I was doing, I learned to just put on these masks. Be whoever I thought someone wanted me to be. I was going to be a tough guy. I was going to be uh, a ladies' man. I was going to be a nice guy. Whatever it was, I didn't even know who I was. Stigute. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller where you'll find First Nations people from across native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear more from Mario Swampy from the Samson Cree Nation as he shares openly about the troubles he's faced and how God brought change into his life. This is a story of hope that you don't want to miss. There was a night when I was... On, on cocaine, I was doing cocaine, smoking marijuana, drinking, and um, like an idiot, I, I brought drugs home to my parents' place, and uh, they had no clue. They, uh, my parents have a fairly big house, so they were their room was on one side. I went to the other side of the house, and I was getting high. I was doing drugs, total lack of respect for my parents and their home, and um, after doing cocaine, I don't know, I'd been doing it all day, I felt this pain in my chest and I felt my heart pounding and I was like, oh no, like I'm going to OD here on cocaine. Started freaking out, panicking and all I could think was, I don't want to die and go to hell. <laughs> That's all I could think, I do not want to die and go to hell. Started getting really scared and I remember just crying out to God that night, God, please, I don't want to die. Get me through this night. Please get me through this night. And I almost went to the hospital. I was seeing a girl and I was like, take me to the hospital. We started driving. It was in the winter. And I, I said, no, I'm not going to go. Turn around. Let's go back. Just really, really confused. The confusing night. The next day, I was alive. <laughs> I woke up and it was just on my conscience heavy. You prayed to God and you asked God, get you through the night. And he did. What are you going to do? And that was just eating away at me, eating away. And I remember going to my cousin's house and they were smoking marijuana. And I, I got high then, but I, I just could not enjoy it like the way I used to. All I could think to myself was, what are you doing? You made a promise to God. You told God if he gets you through the night that you had your end of the bargain to kind of uphold. And that was eating away at me, eating away. So I, I ended up going back to my parents' place. I had my cousin and the girl I was seeing at the time. And uh, I remember just walking into the washroom and, and just my mind was heavy with uh, uh, conviction, conviction in my conscience saying, what are you going to do? And I remember I just got on my knees in the bathroom and I said, God, take my life and do something with it because I'm just wasting it. Then, then that's kind of triggered the whole thing for me to, to enter into Teen Challenge. Like I said, religion was such a big thing for me. I was always caught up with what what is religion? Am I following the right thing? And I was so confused. And it was what one, one of the gentlemen said at Teen Challenge that totally changed the way I thought about things. I said, what denomination do you guys preach? And he, he, he was on the phone. He said, we don't preach denomination here. He said, if you're going to get away from drugs and alcohol, if your life is going to be changed, you need a relationship with God. And that was it for me. I entered into Teen Challenge, one-year program. And and it was in Teen Challenge where, um, for me, God started ripping away the religious um, facade, I guess, I, I knew. And because 
in high school, through religion, through the drug lifestyle, through everything I was doing, I learned to just put on these masks. Be whoever I thought someone wanted me to be. I was going to be a tough guy. I was going to be uh, a ladies' man. <laughs> I was going to be a nice guy. Whatever it was, I didn't even know who I was. And as God started peeling away that stuff in Teen Challenge, it was like he was basically removing all that stuff so I could have that relationship with God that was not hindered by anything. And so that's the, that was the most transforming thing that happened in Teen Challenge. I graduated Teen Challenge and it was tough because I came back to the reserve where I didn't have any friends. All my cousins and all my friends, they were the ones who ridiculed me the most. I thought they were my bros or my best friends and, and here they're calling me Bible thumper and oh, you're a narc now. You're ratting us out. But God had done a work in my heart to the point where I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care what anybody says because God has, has saved me from myself, saved me from sin, saved me from a destructive lifestyle. And, and I was committed that I was going to live for Christ. And so actually December of this year, I'll be sober 17 years. And, and that's by the grace of God. Since that time, like, like I said, I didn't finish high school. But through Teen Challenge, it was almost like school that when I came out, I went back to school, ended up going back to university, got a university degree, and uh, it's all by the grace of God. And and uh, I, there was a point in my life where, yes, I didn't go back to drugs or to alcohol, but I did struggle with other things. And, and the big thing I struggled with was uh, relationships with women. Like um, I had all this head knowledge of what I learned through Christian teaching at school, but I mean, there's the, you have to balance the theory with the practicality, <laughs> the, the, the words with the actions. And so I, I really didn't understand. I knew what a Christian relationship looks like and should sound like on paper, but I didn't understand that concept in my life. So I was getting involved with, with, uh, in relationships that were, were not godly and at times immoral. And, and that was another thing that God had to bring me through. I ended up meeting a girl in, in college. We watched a horror movie one night and she was so scared. She was like horrified. Something just, it traumatized her. And here I am feeling like the biggest hypocrite because I know God. I know about God. And here's this girl who is scared because she, we're watching a movie about the devil. And, and finally I, I started talking to her about God and I was telling her like, you know, we don't have to have fear. That night I led her to Christ. And uh, it was amazing because there was this sound she kept hearing in the apartment we were in, and it would not go away, and she was so scared. She was convinced that there was something spiritual going on. And I said, well, let's pray. We prayed. As soon as we stopped praying, that sound just stopped. And she was blown away because this is the first time she's ever experienced an answer to a prayer. And that really convinced her. So her and I, the, this flyer came in the mail to my place, to go to this pancake breakfast at a church. So we both went and we started attending this church regularly. And this is where my life really started getting back on track with the Lord. Teen Challenge actually came out with their ministry and I was so convicted like, man, what am I doing? It's, I gotta be a hundred percent for God. I have to be. I can't just, you know, wander through life just kind of knowing about God and, and not being the man I need to be. So I recommitted my life to Christ. My uh, girlfriend at the time, uh, she started getting more and more involved in her faith. 
I ended up asking her to marry me, and we actually got married at the church <laughs> that we we uh, went to the pancake breakfast at. And then since then, I've been more involved. I teach Sunday school there now, and so uh, it's been a real amazing, I guess. And and I sit back and I'm just humbled, humbled at the fact that God can transform my life, use my life in spite of me, because all the times I've been unfaithful, God has always been faithful. Currently, I'm the director of the Youth and Sport Development Center because I've always wanted to give back to my community. I've always wanted to work with youth, hopefully help some of them avoid the pitfalls in life that I've gone through myself, use my experiences, and most of all, let God use me and this community to shine the light for Him. And so so I work with youth now, and uh, I find it the most rewarding thing for me because I'm I'm excited about it. And uh, me and my wife now, we're... We have a son who just turned two years old and, and we're, we're so thankful for the, for the blessings God's brought into my life. Like I said, in spite of all this other stuff. And, uh, yeah, I still have struggles. I still struggle with thoughts. I still struggle with, uh, with, with different areas in my life. But now that I'm growing closer and closer to the Lord, it's, it's making me more, uh, more confident in my faith. Even through university, like there's a very anti-Christian message, but it's, it's actually the foundation that I gained through Teen Challenge that I was able to actually push deeper into my faith, deeper into what I believe. And that's been a, been a huge help. And I just, I just can't thank God enough for everything he's doing in my life. I'm just very, very humbled by it. The difference for me between religion and relationship is... Um, because I've had the opportunity to learn about different religions as well, what I found out about religions is it's always been, it's man's way of saying, I'm going to get to heaven through my means or my good works or my deeds or whatever. All these spiritual things that I do are going to qualify me for getting to heaven. And then I learned, like in the Bible, like God tells us, you know, our righteousness is this filthy rag. So nothing we do is ever going to amount to anything good enough to get us into the gates of heaven. It's, you know, what God has done for us. So I've learned that religion is almost like when you become self-righteous through religion, you're almost shaking your fist at God saying, thanks, God, but no thanks. I'll do it on my own. But who are we, you know, <laughs> to 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 have that type of attitude when God says, no, I love you enough that I'm going to pay the price for you. So in that, for me, it was a total shift in the way I thought. It was, a, uh, I guess, a revelation or understanding that I need this relationship with God. I need to walk with him. I need to talk with him. I need to uh, to just have that communion, I guess, with him. And, and um, some of the things I learned in Teen Challenge, and Teen Challenge was an amazing place because it fostered that spiritual growth, was you had time of devotions and you've had time of uh, to really just separate yourself and get with God. So I think it was in Teen Challenge where I, I began to develop and grow in a relationship with Christ. And when I struggle to this day, I find is when I neglect that relationship, when I'm not in the word or when I'm not in prayer, because I have felt those times when I've come out of prayer and, and devotions where I felt, you know, you have that spiritual strength where I can take on the world. But then there are other times when maybe I haven't read much or haven't been in study or haven't been in prayer where I just feel like I can, like a, like a leaf in the wind, I'm flailing, like temptations seem more overwhelming than 
than they would if I was like feeling strong in the spirit. So, so those are the types of things I'm learning even now. And one of the things the pastor said to me, uh, in uh, teen challenge, one of his sermons, he said, um, if you go shoveling mud with a pair of white gloves, you can be guaranteed that those gloves are going to get muddy, not the other way around. The mud's not going to get glovey. <laughs> so he said, you got to be careful too with who, who you hang out with and places you go. So, so that's been another thing in my life. I had to learn to separate myself from a lot of the places I went, the people I hung out with. And, uh, because even that in itself can really, you know, weigh on your spirit or kind of take you away from that relationship. You can hear it in his voice. This man is different now. God has changed him. He's set him free. And he can do the same for you if you will turn to him and place your trust in Jesus Christ. We're not making this stuff up. The stories you hear are real, told by the people who've lived them. And they're telling you that Jesus saves because they know firsthand what God has done in their lives. They are living proof that there's no chain that God can't break. There's no prisoner he can't set free. And that includes you, my friend. Jesus himself said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Do you want to be set free? If you have any questions or would like a copy of Mario's complete story, you can write to us at The Storyteller. P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. You can also hear today's program online at withoutreservation.com Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there's more to Mario's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.